everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from stormy Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, you know, you don't... Here's the thing. You don't have to have a... It's not that we have a gun problem no, no. in this country, Dan. Look, a bunch of people have the... The United States has more mass shootings than any any other country in the world. We're number one. We're number uh-huh. one. We're uh, number one. But uh, the the solution to this is well known. Uh-huh. Lots of people been saying it. Yeah. We're just going to talk about it. Yeah. Because uh, cause, yeah, we are the we we're the wild west in this country. Can I say something real quick? What's that? We're working towards something. <laughs> we we have a goal. <laughs> On this show, do we now? I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to get right in front. I just want to remind folks: we are trying to become a listener-supported show yeah, only. True. We're trying to get rid of the ads. We yep. don't want to do it anymore. Uh, and you can be supportive of that uh, process. If you, all you have to do when I'm finished with this sentence, you pause the show. You go to thankgodimatheist.com. You click on the uh, the Patreon link on the right hand side of the page, uh-huh. and then you just sign up. For as little or as much as you want, and uh, and you are you are part of it. It's not a matter of like we're not going for a, a number a, a monetary figure. Right. We're going for a number of people. Right. Because we we just want to have uh yeah we want we it, we're trying to encourage listener support. Yeah, and we're we are within striking distance of the next goal. Yeah, we just need a handful of people to show up uh, to Patreon and and sign up. Um, and, and once we hit that, this next goal, half the shows will be ad free. Yeah. How about that? How does how sound is that good? Or how good does that sound? And also as soon as you sign up on Patreon, you have access immediately to an yeah, ad free show. Exactly. Version so of the show so every you, single you week. get an ad free version for you. Right. Guaranteed. As, and uh, you help others get fewer and fewer ads. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's awesome. It all goes well. Yes, indeed. All right, well, Dan. Ah, uh, yes. Um. Oh boy, I'm gonna skip that one. <laughs> oh boy, I'm gonna skip that one too. Oh my goodness. Oh no, Dan. What? I picked. I picked some real losers. <laughs> you you got you got some rough ones. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, okay. uh, actually, uh, the first one I want to talk about today is about a, uh, a pastor by the name of. Reverend Reginald Williams. Ooh. Um he um is from New York. Okay. Uh he is accused of funneling more than six hundred and thirty one thousand dollars away from uh, his charities into lavish meals and trips to the Caribbean. Well, how else is he gonna pay for it? <laughs> six hundred and thirty one thousand dollars since two thousand ten. Wow. Um, this They're not saying that he took this money for his living expenses. Um, they say that he ran up uh, at least, um, let's see, about $170,000 in restaurant and bar tabs in New York City alone. Yeah, but it's New York. You can do that. That's, so a, that's just like a few meals out. Yeah, really. exactly. I mean, that's, that's pretty easy to do. Especially I mean, for you're a not, man of God. You're not going to do it at McDonald's, but like, you know. Man of God, he needs to eat well. He's probably hitting up uh, Guy Fieri's has- restaurant <laughs> there in Times Square. That's that's a fancy Bam! Fancy Isn't that the joint. Bam guy? No, that's, that's Emerald. <laughs> 
Let me tell you oh, something. Ga- Fieri? Yeah. No. Oh my god. The the gross one. The the diners, drive-ins, yeah. and dives guy. Yeah, no. he, he's got. A, he, he had a restaurant open in Times Square. In Times, no. Everybody, but mostly you, Frank. Do yourself a favor if you haven't seen it already, and look up the New York Times review oh, no. of Guy Fieri's restaurant. Mm. It's the most delightful thing you'll read in a year. Do they hate it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's written in the form of a letter to Guy Fieri, Fieri himself. <laughs> it's quite it's it's quite amazing. Well, nonetheless, uh, the charities. So he, so this was coming out of this they money focused. was coming out of charities. It wasn't coming yeah. out of his uh, his church fund. No, 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 no. These were uh, nonprofit, taxpayer funded organizations that he ran. As all charities uh, are, taxpayer funded. Well, I mean, they were they were nonprofit bring- being a non like get get being tax free is the taxpayers subsidizing you, but right. But these okay, but they're me, all but they're also getting. Let me get to what okay. it's what they were doing, and Go you'll ahead. see why they were getting ta- literally taxpayer payer money. Okay, because they were providing housing and social services to the homeless, those living with HIV/AIDS, and substance abuse substance abusers and veterans. Right, like wow. they were going for the groups that the government shells out so, to, oftentimes religiously right. associated organizations, well, to go out and do some good in the world. Well, because Frank, the faith-based groups are the ones you can trust. Absolutely, it's these other ones that you can't trust. <laughs> he was literally taking food out of the mouths of AIDS patients. Yeah. Yeah. And putting it into his big fat face. Oh, yeah. His attorney says that uh, he raised more than $14 million for the, this found, these foundations. You know, every dime received, he was entitled to. Oh, my says. God. Oh. The board made des- the decision to pay my client to pay him for the years in which he got no salary. Well, I the mean, board was him and like, a couple of his uh, cronies. Yeah. And they made that decision over a beautiful plate of uh, beef bourguignon. Oh, maybe with uh, with some with a really nice octopus uh, oh. uh, appetizer. It was gorgeous. Yeah, no, it was, it was really really good. So, um, so how do, yeah. How I just, do you even deny yourself that? No, of course not. <laughs> he deserves it. He's doing the Lord's work, and it's time that the Lord pays him back. Plus you and gotta, by the Lord, I mean the taxpayers of you gotta, New York City and state. Yeah, I mean, the truth is, when you deal with all government. those, when you deal with all those gross, sick people, mm-hmm. you gotta fly to the Bahamas every now and then just to get away. Oh, no kidding! From like, the gross, sick people, you gotta. There is no better disinfectant than the sun, right? right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. A good tan, yeah, show, proves it that you're you're doing okay. Affects everything. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's the best. Well, speaking of pastors, here's an uh, interesting one. We're a little late to this one because we, uh, we 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 didn't do our normal show last week. Yeah, listeners, uh, you may have noticed. I don't <laughs> know if you caught it, but we didn't do our standard show last week. No, no. I, we hope you're okay with that. Hope you. We liked hope it. you came back. Hope you liked it. <laughs> but even if you didn't. Uh, well, yeah. there you go. I just hope that people actually went and checked it out on YouTube. I know a lot of people did. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I, I like nowhere I, near I as many as our normal. Everybody does. Yeah. At go, some point. go ahead and check it out if you want to. Uh, it was, it was a silly little romp <laughs> we had. 
Anywho, uh, this this story broke uh, a week, a couple weeks ago, but uh, Joshua Harris, um, best-selling author of the purity culture book "I Kissed Dating Goodbye," uh, made news <laughs> recently. Uh, the The book itself is all about how even dating itself is just a, I a French kissed dating goodbye. How dare you? Been. How dare you, Frank? <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh my God! The only thing I kiss is concepts. That's, <laughs> uh, you can't open mouth kiss a concept. Oh my That's, gosh! Yeah, I know. What can you do to a concept? Yeah, I, I think you can do a lot of dirty you can stuff do to a lot of dirty things. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, this was a book that was that was entirely anti-gay, anti-LGBT. Um, the, uh, mind you, it was 22 years ago, so they didn't know about trans people yet, but uh, or bi people. Um, bi people were still a myth; they hadn't been fully discovered, right? Uh, but but yeah, I mean, this is so so like this was a huge deal thing. He then got married, and he had this huge. He's a pastor, and he was. Mm. And, you know, he sold millions of copies oh, of this yeah. damn thing. He did well. He did really well for uh, himself. And then, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, he decided to uh, announce that he is leaving his wife, or his wife and he are divorcing, mm-hmm. um, and he is, this the the he's basically renouncing the book. He's renouncing, uh, he says he's basically not a Christian anymore. Oh. He hasn't said what he is but that ain't it and uh yeah he's uh well i mean his quote was by all the measurements that i have for defining a christian i am not a christian <laughs> which man you you took wow. a lot of extra steps on that one you could have you could have just said no mm-hmm. you could have said that last little bit <laughs> anyway <clears throat> yeah uh he he says that he is uh repentant to uh for for his he quote uh repenting of my self-righteousness my fear-based approach to life the wow. teaching of my books my views of women in the church and my approach to the to parenting to name a few what happened to this guy <clears throat> he says to the lgbtq plus community i want to say that i am sorry for the views that i taught in my books and as a pastor regarding sexuality I regret standing against marriage equality, but for not affirming you and your place in the church and for any ways that my writing and speaking contributed to a culture of exclusion and bigotry, I hope you can forgive me. Hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot. And, well, it, and, and it's unequivocal. He's not, he's not yeah, hedging anything. I know. In that. It's pretty remarkable. I, I like mean, it. I, it, I think it's a very good first step. Mm-hmm. I think with all of these things that that people hopefully, uh, I, I think the really sincere um, and contrite person in the in his situation would would sort of assess what can I do to pay back and to fix right like the Which, damage that I did and there there literally there is nothing that's going to f- undo the damage right but how do you uh, what's your what is your what is your penance? Right, right, and, and what, what, how, how do you try to 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 make it right? to make an amends? Yeah, amends. Yeah, and in his case, one hates to be uh, overly uh, cynical. 
Mm-hmm. But it's probably going to be another book that will a make book. him millions of dollars. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then he should take that money and he should like... He should be donating it. Yeah. He should 100%. That's, that's how you really do it. Right. It's not just a book that gets through to a, a few people. It's you write a book and you donate the proceeds. Yeah. 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 Or at least, you know, like a sizable... Yeah. Amount. Yeah. Okay. You, know, I, you after, can have enough to live. After you take care of yourself first, then you you sort of... Because you know you have to live, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, you have, you, to, like, you have to keep the first six hundred thousand for, yeah, for you, meals and you gotta expenses. Pay for the boat somehow, <laughs> right? There you go. All right. Well, Dan, I got the story of a congressman. Yeah, I think a lot of our listeners probably have heard a bit of this story. To be honest, it yeah. was it was making making the rounds, but I, I just felt that it was with the the shootings that happened this last weekend that we should probably acknowledge. Um, and, and the, the way that, you know, the, and we're talking specifically about the shootings in, uh, El Paso and, and uh, Dayton and Dayton. Yeah. And, uh, and there was something about these and the fact that the, the back to back nature of it, I think that, um, really shook has, has shaken yeah. the nation more so than the last few shootings, I would say. I would say that there have yeah. been a, a handful of other shootings that I've I've heard about, and sadly, they, it, it, it's this white noise in this country. At We're this becoming point. quite inured to the whole thing, and We're... it's really disturbing that that's what's happened. And so there is something that is that oh God, I hate to say it like this, but the if there can be any good, right? Um, it's that the nation does seem to be like really paying attention right now. Maybe yes, yeah. um, and and hopefully something can be done about gun well, control. And hopefully people finally. start thinking in terms of like, you know, watching their elected officials and going, oh, that guy's, you know, one guy's doing a thing, one guy's not doing anything. Vote him out. Yeah, and I'd like to talk about somebody who might need to be voted out. Okay. Uh, Representative Lewis Gomert. Oh, Louis Gomert. He's yeah. a he's a Texan, ain't he? Uh, yeah, Republican. Yeah, Texas. Um, he went on to, um, so he's described as a prominent Republican. He's a pretty big deal. Yeah, really. Yeah. All right. He's been there. He's been around for a while. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, he went on to a local uh news station, K E T K. Um, and the, he and the host were talking about the, how the mass shootings were being politicized Mm. and, uh, and he, and, uh, Gomert said that he, the, 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 the El Paso shooter should not be prosecuted under federal hate crimes laws because that could lead to pastors being put in prison. Oh, this is something that the right likes to do. They like to conflate hate speech, right? Which would be what pastors do. (laughs) Yes. With hate crimes. Right. Which are, you know, you go out and you commit an act of violence and it's based in some sort of like, you specifically are targeting a specific group and that can be proven. Then now you take the whatever you did and you make the, 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 the punishment more severe. It's a hate crime. Yeah. Right? You went and you shot up a bunch of people. 
Okay, that's horrifying. You went up and shot up. You shot up a bunch of people because they belong to a certain group. Right. In this case, Hispanics. Right. Holy shit, that's horrifying. Right. And there is not a soul who's going to look at a pastor who's saying stupid things over the pulpit and say that it's the same thing. Right. Of course not. Of course not. But the thing that I my takeaway from this is that he's very much admitting. That the gospel is racist and hateful. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, for he's sure. very much admitting yeah, that. Yeah. Like his the gospel of his church, the one that he cares about, is very much in danger of being conflated with hate crime. Yeah, that's what he's admitting. Yeah. Okay, Louis. Yeah. If that, I mean, if that's what you want to admit, uh, I wouldn't cop to that if I were you. But whoo, doggy. That's a that's an interesting one. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, I mean that's wow. That is essentially also what he says. I mean <laughs> it, it, it's not just that he's admitting or that that's the takeaway. Apparently, he pretty much he says the reason the real reason that he doesn't want the Matthew Shepard Act used against the El Paso shooter is because he believes that pastors who don't like LGBTQ people are pretty much indistinguishable from the El Paso shooter. So from his wow. mouth as well. Wow. Wow, he's a ding-dong. Yeah. That is uh, that is not a smart man. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to take us up to Milwaukee, where there has been a, uh, a, a meeting of the members, uh, the voting members of the, uh, the ECLA Churchwide Assembly, ECLA being the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. And their churchwide assembly, which is their voting body. Oh, yeah. Uh, 500 plus of which, five, almost 600 of them, uh, marched on the ICE, uh, the, the, the Immigration and Customs mm-hmm. Enforcement mm-hmm. Uh, building there in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. declaring themselves, they've declared their, uh, their organization, their church, a sanctuary church. Okay. And they... Okay, this is cute. Uh, a little bit, a little bit dumb. Uh, you know, Martin Luther, their big, their big guy. Yeah, the, the big important dude in the Lutheran the one for which they are named. Right. Uh, he famously nailed his ninety-five theses to the door of the church. Uh, these were these were complaints he had about the Catholic Church. Mm. Uh, this was what prompted the uh, the schism, the split, yeah. uh, the Protestant. Uh, revolution they have now decided they they basically took their 9.5 theses i guess they went one tenth of the theses <laughs> uh they brought those with them uh to express those at the ice well uh they cannot building. outdo no no, the, no they're 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 hero they wouldn't you know. they, they, they wouldn't even try to come close they wouldn't have that kind of hubris so they 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 shaved I mean, it 95 down. Ninety five is excessive. Ninety five is a lot. It's a lot. I want to know how you do half a thesis. <laughs> I want to know how you do nine point five. I want to know who who wrote. It's nine and con- uh, a bit of conjecture. <laughs> it's nine theses and like a and and a question. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, they are. They have voted. They're voting on several uh, measures. 
all of which are designed to talk, all of which are targeting the, uh, the, the treatment of our government of, uh, immigrants and saying, and declaring that, uh, you know, Christianity had this one guy, Jesus, this Jesus fellow. I don't know if you've heard of him, uh, but he had a few things to say about, you know, welcoming the stranger and, uh, caring for the needy and that's mm. that sort of thing mm. he kind of he kind of was big into it mm. so they're they're basically going with that whereas that, that's what they're trying to do there you go i mean come on i mean honestly talk to louis gohmert he'll tell you all about how <laughs> that's not what jesus was about jesus was about truck nuts and being awesome yeah yeah and uh i got mine go get yours mm-hmm. all right all right, Dan. Yes. Here's a uh, story of a, a, a federal lawsuit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're giggling already. That uh, is going to ruffle some feathers here locally, Uh-oh. I'm sure. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the lawsuit um, seeks punitive damages on seven counts. Including Rico, which we Rico's the racketeering. And, yeah, it's like the the, the uh, corrupt law. organizations it's, law. It's used against like organized crime and yeah. whatnot, fraud, breach of uh, fiduciary re- duties, and uh, emotional distress, etc. Um, this is being filed against the Mormon Church. Yeah, by a former member who is trying to get back tithing plus. She's apparently. doing what we all. <laughs> really want to do which is say you know all that money we gave you when we thought that you were telling us the truth yeah can can we get that back please now that we know that you were lying to us the whole time yeah and that's i mean that's that's what it all hinges on is whether she can demonstrate in court that they knew that they were lying now of course it's a long this is an uphill battle to say the least oh there's oh, freedom of religion etc she is gonna never going this. to be able to win but this thing the things that she's pulling in okay so she says um that the quote mormon corporate empire has driven worshipers to existential crises suicide anxiety and depression by peddling a scheme of lies centered on the church's uh, or on the religion's creation and its scriptures. Um, it's it's a, apparently just a scathing 75-page class action um, against the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Right. The Mormons. Yeah. Um, and it says, they say thing, the complaint say, uh, states, uh, the material facts upon which Mormonism is based have been manipulated through intentional concealment, misrepresentation, distortion, uh, and or obfuscation by the LDS to contrive an inducement to faith in Mormonism's core beliefs. Yeah, so so she's saying the Mormon church knew that they were lying, knew that yeah. they were putting out a false story about mm-hmm. the origin of the church with Joseph Smith and all that sort right. of thing. And they did it anyway, and they perpetuated that that narrative right. to get people to, to join their church. Yeah. All which of which is true. Demonstrably true. True, 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 true. 
Absolutely she will true. never win this case. <laughs> There's no chance. There's exactly zero percent chance that she could that she has a chance at winning this case. I love it though. I do too. I think here's the thing. I don't think that's what she's up to. I don't think she's trying to win the case. I think she's trying to get the church on the record saying that they knew that they were uh, just she's just going to try and trap the church into saying stuff that they don't want to say, even if it's just acknowledging more of their history than they want to acknowledge right out loud in front of everybody. Well, I, I mean, it, it would definitely do that. It would definitely because this is going to get some coverage locally. Oh, yeah. This is going to be on the it TV has, station. It has done so. And the in the Tribune, so forth and so on. Right. right? This is this is going to uh, get a lot of people talking. Right? Well, and she's going to file for access to their records up in the mountain because literally well, it all depends. Like at what point? What's the like? When can a judge just throw the whole thing out? Like yeah. at the very beginning of the whole process, right? Yeah, like, probably. I mean, you're right. It's an effort to get to those things. Yeah. But I, I just. I mean, I don't know enough about these the, sort of the legal ins and outs of such things, but it just seems like, come on, freedom of religion. Yeah. Like this whole thing is going to hinge on that. Look, we, we know how deftly make sure that it hinges oh, on freedom of religion. Listen, this is a multi-billion dollar organization. They have a whole building full of their own lawyers yeah. in this town. They're not, they're impenetrable. They're impermeable. They're going to be fine. It's just a matter of like how much can we get them how much can she get her message out before the church just slams her into oblivion which is going to happen there's going to be a smear campaign against her there's going to be a lot of stuff yeah. Anyway there you go uh it'll be it'll be fun to watch in the meantime um I will take us finally to North Carolina Sanford North Carolina where a sheriff's deputy uh, is suing. He was fired oh, no. from his job as a as a deputy. Why? Why? Um, for religious uh, reason, he was fired because of discrimination against his religion. <gasps> oh, that's terrible! All he that was trying to never do never happen. Dan. All Not he was in this country never, never, all, never shouldn't happen anywhere. But listen, I mean, come on. Listen to how blameless he is. He was trying to follow. The Mike Pence rule. He was just, he's a married man. He's a deacon of his church. And he was based, and he said that he, uh, he believes that the Bible prohibits him from being alone with a woman for an extended period of time that isn't his wife. Uh, so, okay. so when they asked him to do his fucking job and train a female recruit, yeah, he said no. Oh my God! He was like, "No, she's she's a girl." Which, uh, as Hemant Mehta on the uh, on the scathing, or on the the friendly atheist pointed out, uh, basically making it very clear that so many uh, so many of these uh, rules that these guys impose on themselves are not about them. It's about oppressing the women. It's about right. keeping the women in their place. They well, yeah, they, I mean, they say it's about like well I. I'm just not, I'm avoiding temptation. Dude, then avoid temptation. But yeah. you can do that while you're in the room with another woman. You can, you don't have to screw people. 
Also, just because you're tempted doesn't mean that you have to follow through with it. Right. Right? Yeah. Like... Just be a grown-up. How about... And uh, also, you're probably gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want to have anything to do with you. A hundred percent. So, let's see. Um, yeah, because, like, how does the, the... If everybody followed this stupid rule... Because, I mean, you, I, I suppose somebody in his position would say, well, I'm fine. I'm not against women being on the force... Another woman could train her. Right, or right? something like that. Something along those lines. But how does that first woman get trained? Yeah, right? exactly. How does... How, 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 and, how and are if people... You're, how are if, women supposed to progress in, 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 in these fields, right? And if you're one of the good and trainers... access, yeah. Uh, you got to train all the people. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, yeah, exactly. Don't... Yeah, you're just... He just doesn't like women on the force, I bet. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He just doesn't want women to be these uppity women thinking that they can just tell a man what to do. Yeah. Next thing you know, they'll be they'll be his superior officer, and oh, then what? Jesus. Yeah. Holy crap! Don't just don't train them, and then you're fine. <laughs> then you only ever have to work for men. That's right. Thank God. That's what real men do. Well, men uh, work for men. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you want to tell us about uh, the men that you work for, please write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Indeed. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click on the like button. Join that group. And while on uh, Facebook, uh, search for the TGIA members only lounge and request to join. Yeah. Dan. Yes. Uh, Rick Wiles. Oh, Ricky. And little, little Ricky Wiles. <laughs> he's, just, it, he's such. He's oh, a rapscallion, that he, one. Oh, my God. He he really bugs me. Yeah. Because no, he's, he's, he's an exceptionally fine douchebag. He's. Right. He is. He's, he's a. He's a dickhead of the highest order. Yeah, like he's he's something special, right? Uh, um, I but he but he proves himself in this clip to be something that I didn't know him to be. I hadn't fully equated him with, and I don't know why I hadn't, but I had not fully equated him with sort of the old timey television evangelists, mm. right? The ones who just begged for money because the yeah. clips that we watch of him. That's not what he's... He's, he's not just, talking about he's building... Just what, saying crazy what, shit. What the Lord wants him to do with your money type right, shit. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and, and so so here he, uh, he, he admits that he maybe hasn't been asking for enough money. Well, and also... And that, that see, maybe the, 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 what... In order to fulfill all of the goals that the Lord has made for him, yeah, he, he needs... He needs some sizable cash. Is that so, what he's saying? I, ladies and gentlemen, I challenge you to track the logic of this. Let's all <laughs> let's all listen in and see if we can figure out what the fuck he's talking about. But somehow God will make provision for us. I don't know how he's going to do it. He's going to make provision for us. I've upped my my request, Doc. I'm not. I've been praying, asking God for ten million dollars. I'm now 
I'm now telling you, I need $100 million. Yeah. The vision he's put in my heart, I need $100 million. It is a global vision to build a platform for the body of Christ to get us through to the end until Christ comes back. It's going to take an enormous amount of money. I don't know how, where it's going to come from. I don't know who's going to finance it. But I know that God has unlimited resources. Amen. And he is my source and my faith is in him. If, he, if the Lord has unlimited resources, but why not just, you know. Then the Lord should give you $100 million. Why not? There's AT, there are ATM machines everywhere. Yeah. Why not get the Lord to like just open a few of them up for you? Or just uh, add a couple zeros to here, look, your bank account balance. Look, take, it is well within the Lord's ability. Take all of the furniture out of one of the rooms in your house and just pray for the <laughs> Lord to put a hundred million dollars in there. Oh, I don't know. He can do it. I he has unlimited resources, Frank. I just didn't realize that that Jesus is just a giant piggy bank. Oh my god. I think I've been doing this whole thing. Um you did too realize it. That's basically all we've seen from everyone that's started a religion ever has seen Jesus as a giant piggy bank. <laughs> that's what he is. That's the whole oh, point. It's the best con ever. He oh. says he's praying to God for this money, but he doesn't ask. But but God's not the one who's going to give it to him. It's literally going to be his listeners who are like, oh, he's asking the Lord. Let's help him out. Right, exactly. He's asked the Lord for money. Let's give him money. What? You know what it is? It's the Mexico will pay for the wall switcho change <laughs> Now you see it. Now you don't. Yeah. They're going to pay. God's going to pay. Jesus will pay. Yeah. You're going to pay. Yeah. It's you. It's I tricked you. Yeah. Now send you. me your money. Oh you big God. dumb dopes, Rick Wiles. He's a he's he's quite a cat. Uh, he he's a loathable human Qu- being. Quite a character he yeah. is. Uh, Loathsome. That's he, probably the bit more correct. Yeah, Un- definitely loathable. Uh, lo- both. He's both. I would say loathable and loathsome. <laughs> loathworthy. How about that? Loathworthy. <laughs> anyway, uh, hey, uh, you know who's not loathworthy is uh, is our listeners. Oh, I love our listeners. Grand people. Yeah. Uh, to the to the man. Mm. That's not true. One of you's a dick. I can tell. But the rest of you are amazing. Uh, and I'm going to read a few things from some of them. Uh, we had some people write into us. Hey, you guys. I've been listening. Oh, this is from Kara. I've been listening to y'all for I don't know how long. And I'm finally getting around to telling you my funny Jim Baker's experience. <gasps> Yay! We, I love uh, Jim Baker. We 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 definitely feature Jim. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't love him. I wouldn't really like him. Oh, like as a human? No, no. He's a terrible, no. terrible like, person. Like, again, like if he if 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 somehow he was in like your circle of friends, right? right? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no he's no. the one. He comes walking into the party, and you're like, God. Oh, God. that guy. He showed up again. Well, hold that thought. Who? Who keeps inviting him? Hold that thought. I will go on with what Kara had to say. He's my cousin of some sort. No! My mother's <laughs> maternal uncle's son. I was raised deep in that Assembly of God Pentecostal. She puts in parentheses, pent-up, hostile, mm, uh, PTL club lifestyle. I don't know what PTL club is. Praise the Lord. Oh, okay. There you go. And every summer... 
I attended the Baker family, family reunion. Well, one summer in the early 80s, when I was probably seven or eight years old, the big deal was Jim himself was going to be there. Oh, no. The family was all beside themselves about it. He showed up in a huge RV at the park, <laughs> but he never exited the RV to join no. the reunion. People could go see him? Jim Baker's staff would escort people to the RV to be granted audience for a minute. No. My dad was having none of it, and I remember him telling me, no way in hell are he and I going to be audience with a guy who shows up in a vehicle that cost more than my dad earned in a year of honest labor and can't even be bothered to step outside and join his family. Yeah, no kidding. He got me imagining Jim being some kind of wicked gangster lurking around in my family's background, never to, never to be witnessed with mine own eyes. That's some <laughs> shitty shit. So, so Kara says, oh, it's really God. fun to hear, uh, hear you guys talk about uh, what he's up to nowadays, since he remains <laughs> as monstrous and weird as he loomed in my childhood. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's great. Uh, what a douche. I, oh, my God. I love it so much. That- so if he showed up to your dinner party, he would just be hiding on, in one of the rooms somewhere. I just, I just want to know, like, is in his mind... Is he he Don Corleone? Like, who does he think he is? I think that there's probably one part paranoia. Concern for, like, uh, there's probably one part in crazy, crazy ego. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, I would say delusions of grandeur, but the dude was pretty fucking famous. So. I mean, back then he was really famous. Yeah. Now he's like this fringe guy who's still. A little famous, but he's this nutball who's selling buckets of food. Like, that's his big thing is food buckets. Yeah. Listen, if you're buying your food by the bucket, something, I'm just, I'm not saying, something might be wrong in your life. Oh, if you can hear thunder. Ooh, we just got, we just got rumbled. (laughs) I said it was stormy. Yeah, and all of a sudden I can hear, I can hear rain. I don't know if it's coming through the mic. But anyway. Anyway. Oh, Jim uh, Baker. Thank you, Kara. That was amazing. Uh, uh, gotta love those. Uh, D also wrote into us. Hello, I recently started listening, and I couldn't help but laugh at the story from Coffee County, Tennessee, about the DA who would not enforce divorce law when it uh. comes to homosexual couples. For a bit of background, I went to a fairly well-known Mormon-run and operated public charter, uh, which has been in the papers several times for teaching faith-based history in the classroom. Uh, they have prominent members of the church write textbooks, which always paint minorities in un- in unsavory light and brags about the importance of religion in one's life. Uh, the school also teaches that we are a con- we as a country must go back to the ways of our founding fathers uh, in order to become a virtuous country once again. Um, anyway, uh, I I've heard it all discussed seriously by my history teacher. The idea. That in order to be a virtuous country, elected officials must follow the word of the Christian God, believer or not. Uh, We have the same argument in class about divorce and its relation to marriage, and the fact that homosexual couples are not ever truly married. The number of times I had to hear him say the Constitution protects only God-given rights in in the three years I had him as a teacher were torture and the main reason I ditched class most days. Uh, hmm. Anyway, long story, uh, but had to share. I thought I, I, I thought I was done with that place, but evidently a few words uh, can transport me back. <laughs> Love the show. Thank you. Well, thanks, D. Yeah. 
And finally, a little bit of feedback from our last very weird episode. Uh, oh, hello, hello, Frank and Dan. Congratulations <laughs> on your 400th episode. Ah, thank you. Thank you for all the content you've provi- produced thus far, and here's hoping you'll keep going for a while, too. Have a great <laughs> summer. All the best from a Finnish fan, Taru. So thank you, Taru. Oh, nice. We appreciate. Well, congratulations. Yeah, it was just a little, a little nice note. Yeah. I thought I'd read it out. Oh, fantastic. Hope you guys liked last week. Uh, it was weird and different, yeah, and uh, and I hope that you, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But you know, uh, you got to do something different every once in a while. Well, like four hundred episodes. Four hundred episodes. My goodness. I mean, I do, yeah. Anyway. This is the longest I've ever had a job. This is the longest I've ever held a job in my life. Yeah. The same thing. Yeah. So there you go. Uh-huh. How about that? Uh, speaking of uh, of this uh, the, this podcast of ours, this job of ours, do we have some folks to thank? We do have some people to thank, Dan. Um, we, it looks like what? How many is this? Eight people. Nice. Isn't Excellent. that amazing? Yes, indeed. We have three new faithful listeners. Okay. Katie, Mark, and Go Vegan! <laughs> um, Excellent. Okay. There was more to that, but the first name was definitely Go Vegan! Okay. Um, uh, and two new the, venerable listeners. Great. Um, uh, Jean and Madeline. Wonderful. Wonderful indeed. Uh, two new beatified listeners, Renee and Anthony. Wow. And we have a new saint! What? Saint Melissa. Oh, peace and blessings upon all of you. Uh, Most specific, I mean, obviously, sainthood is a big deal. It's a big deal. Melissa, you're amazing. It's nothing to be taken lightly. No, no, no. Uh, The canonization process, you know, it's it's arduous. It is is a grueling, grueling Mm. process in which you just sign up for more money. Uh, yeah, so indeed, and of course, Dan, we have to thank more. our top donor, yeah, our Lord and Savior, Hannah. Long may she reign forever in our hearts, frontwards she lives. and backwards, forward uh, and <laughs> onward. Uh, we 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 appreciate all of our donors so much. If you would like to become one of the donors and help us get to our goal. We're so close to our to our next we're goal. We're getting there. We're, really uh, we're like we're like ten people away from from three hundred, uh, some like that donors. Yeah. Uh, jump onto it. Go to go to thankgodamatheist.com. Click the uh, the 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 banner on the right hand side of the page. Yep. It'll get you there. It's super easy to do. Uh, or just look us up on Patreon. However you want to do it, and then become one of our one of our donors. We super appreciate. It. Okay, Dan. Yes, sir. Um, as we have mentioned already on the show. Oh, well, if we've mentioned it already, why are we <laughs> well, bringing we're, it up We're going to continue the conversation, Oh, okay, okay. Diane. Fine. Um, we have a gun problem in this country. N- no. Yes, we do, Dan. Decidedly not. <laughs> I have multiple people telling me constantly that the only problem with guns in this country is that there aren't enough of them and not enough people armed with them. I know. That's what uh, people say. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I... But here's the thing. I I, I, I pack heat. (laughs) Yeah. You own a gun. 
I own a gun. It's true. I do own a gun. You own I own a, an antique. You own a very, very old, like, not quite a blunderbuss, but it's like an old. <laughs> no, it's an old shotgun. And if you ever tried like, to fire it, it would blow up in your face or something. Would, no, 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 no. You, I've actually looked into it. You can still shoot these things. Wow. Um, you can uh, you can take them in and, and have somebody look at them. It, it was a fairly, it was like a very uh, common brand back sure. in the day. It was it's, a, it's quite it's quite pretty. It's it, a nice looking gun. You should see pictures of the ones that are in a lot better condition. Mine, my the gun that I have was my great grandfather's, and he used it yeah. he was a he was a duck hunter yeah and the man hunted that is just what he did he owned a bar and he duck hunted <laughs> and he hun- hunted duck <laughs> he sounds like he must have been quite the character yes indeed that does sound like a character so anyway well all i'm getting at is you're a gun owner mm-hmm. uh, so clearly you're on the pro gun side of things <laughs> i do want to protect my right <laughs> to own to own an antique an antique gun, gun. Uh, I would glad. I'm also a gun owner. I inherited them from my pop. Yeah. Uh, I would gladly give them all up. For I, I have fun. I take them out shooting. Yeah. Uh, but if if our country instituted a, a ban, uh, I would be. Yeah, I, I mean, would be sure. more than I mean, happy to give the, them. Ours are not the kinds of guns that cause the kinds of problems, though. That even if mine were a functional gun, yeah, a double barrel shotgun is not. It's, I think you have to, yeah, that, that doesn't have any, that has literally two, a capacity it. of two. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes, it can do some damage. Sure. There's no denying that, but that is not what we're talking about. But also what we're not talking about is the gun question, because right. a lot of our, a lot of the, the dialogue that's coming from the pro-gun uh, side segment of society has pivoted mm-hmm. from talking. They won't talk about guns now at all. Right. What they're talking about, uh, for instance, I've, there's a uh, I've seen a story with an NRA board member Ken Blackwell. Oh yeah. Saying that the mass shootings are a problem with hearts without God. Uh, oh oh, it's us. It's the one. Is he pointing fingers at us? At those, I don't know about us. Just not those not specifically you and me, but I mean who us. have whose hearts are without God. Uh, that's Fox, because that's me. Fox there and is friends. No God in my heart. Yeah, Jesus, long since, yeah, uh, evaporated. Fox and friends host uh, talking about uh, the tragedies occurring because the shooter didn't fear the Lord. <laughs> Mike Huckabee, prayer is the only thing that will stop mass shootings. It's a, it's not a gun problem. It's a prayer problem. It's a God problem. It's a lack of prayer problem. It's a um, Jesus problem. Well, here's the deal. I, I know that these people are out there and they're praying. They're praying hard. How hard do they have to pray? Does right, it literally, have to be all of us. Can't is that it, the only way that it can't works? It just be I don't the, believe that either. What about, can't God respond to the sincere prayer of like? A person? A sing isn't a single prayer enough? No. no, no, no. We do know this. Because Mormons love this one. They love like the the the, the mass prayer. Yeah. Like they've got the prayer. Oh, they all uh, love this. The prayer log thing in the temple. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. You put your name on the temple roll thing. Yeah, and then they pray and for then you. They put it into like it, it's basically just like um 
uh, you know those bags that you have at the bank, mm-hmm. the, the the cash bags, the little yeah. little zipper bags. Yeah, sure. They just put a bunch in there, <laughs> right? And instead of taking it to the bank, they take it to the temple ceremonies. Yeah, and they pray for the people. Name the, the nobody even knows what's happening in the goddamn bag. No, what are the names in the bag? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But the Lord pray knows. For it. Yeah. I mean, there are websites devoted to prayer. There are websites devoted to, like, my Uncle Jimmy cut off his leg mowing the lawn. Please pray for him and his recovery. I will pray for him. Yeah, exactly. I will. That sounds like a noble cause. uh, I will uh, pray. How the fuck do these people think anything works? Right? Because intercessionary prayer, just like the whole concept of it is insane when has it ever worked but beyond that god almighty all-knowing all-powerful god right who has a plan uh-huh. for the universe right and for you're everything gonna, <laughs> in your fucking life <laughs> and you're gonna go to him and be like hey don't know what your plan was but if your plan was not for aunt Susie." To survive this cancer, could you change your plan? Yeah. That's what you're asking. Right. You're asking and, the Lord and, to change but in, his right. plan. But in their reasoning, right, the Lord just sits there and is like, meh. Right. Right. It, yeah, I'm not changing my plan for you. You're just one person. Right. Oh, wait. Oh, there's a few Holy. people asking. Well, it won't be that hard. Mm. You know? Well, oh, no. This is a really tough one. Holy I'm shit. I'm going to wait till. Wow. There's a whole thousand people praying on. Uh, I definitely pay more attention. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? There's that kid over there with with a gun. Right. I'm going to stop that. Uh, you know what? I'm going to put I'm going to stop that kid from shooting up. <laughs> what? I mean, it's, well, just, it's insanity. Well, the other thing that they're clearly Are they, uh, is he going to change his heart? Is he going to make the gun jam? Is he going to like what is sure. he going to do? He's never done it. Here's the other thing: if their problem is a we don't have the Lord in our hearts in this society right. problem, if that is the problem, right. then by extension, other countries that are more atheistic than our country should have mm. proportionally more mass shootings than we have. But That's Dan, just logic. Dan. What? Uh, what? What? We're one of the. We're. Uh, it's us and Israel, the two elect oh, nations. They, they, well, that's right. Well, okay. And so, because of that, we have a higher responsibility. I don't think people really understand how this all works, Dan. <laughs> I, I hadn't it, been thinking in terms of elect nations. Yes, it's true. we are special. We are a chosen nation. Yeah, we're the promised land. Yeah, well, we you know, have the Lord's. What was? What did he say uh, in that clip? I don't know. It was something awful. But anyway, but no, that is immediately where their minds go. Maybe with that argument. No, I promise you. I I know. I just I, think they just they what they don't want is to have to do any logical reasoning at all. So. I don't think they get that far. Well, and the ones that are making up all these arguments, because all it would take is a couple of these leaders on the right to be like, yeah, let's get rid of all the fucking guns. And half their their followers would just be like, yep, let's do it. Yeah. Right. More than half. So many like easy. The country's sick of it. The country is ready for some at least controls. Right. But the leaders are bought and paid for by the NRA. Yeah. 
And that is so fucking clear. 80%, I think I saw this statistic, I think it was 80% of the nation favors really strengthening background checks. Yeah. Um, and there was something else and like, well, just, just get, better gun control, getting right? rid of bump stocks, getting rid of yeah. getting, no, uh, no, like, all the sales loopholes, right? When you, you can't, get, you mm-hmm. can't buy it online. You can't buy it from the gun show. You can't buy it from another person. You when gotta, you list out all this stuff, I can't back up the 80% claim anymore. Right. But it is a majority of the country. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, so, and so all you listeners in other countries, just know most of us want this to change. Yeah. And it's the dipshits in Congress who won't do a good goddamn thing about it. Right. Because the amount of money that comes to them from the NRA. And it's insane. And it is interesting. Like, the talking points are just sent out to them mm-hmm. from the NRA, from Plus. Uh-huh. And it, but it is interesting that they're not talking about guns. They refuse to say the words guns right now. They are only talking about prayer, about Jesus, about whatever. Oh That's their God. pivot. So watch for it out there. If if uh, if your loved ones try to try to pull the the little Jesus shimmy shake on you, if you're having a <laughs> if you're having a conversation, yeah. no 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 no, this is about guns. This yeah. is about what we need to do to protect ourselves. Yeah. And if Jesus is gonna fall asleep at the fucking wheel and not protect us, I guess we'll have to do it ourselves. Yeah. And also, here's the other thing about their logic. Okay. So let's just assume that you're right and that the problem that is causing all of this gun violence is that there's not enough Jesus in our hearts. Well, guess what? We just have to accept we're in a country that's less and less Jesus-y, and that is the continuing trend. So we're not going to be able to change that part. Right. Might as well fix what we can. (laughs) So this is an interesting point. This should be the argument. Right. Is is hey listen like I know you want us all praying more right and I and, and that that's going to fix the problem we're not going to we're not doing that we're not but here's what we are willing to do so and basically so, you guys need to protect yourselves against right. all of us crazy heathen because, atheists out here should probably get rid of all the guns you should probably not let us all have guns which by the way yeah anyway. that includes you but yeah. You know, let's just let's just clamp down on the guns a little bit <laughs> until we get the prayer. Once we get the prayer thing in order, yeah, then we can well, then we can release the guns back into the wild. But until yeah, that time, yeah. yeah, let's just reel it on back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Dangerous world. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm sure some of you want to yell at us about our gun control uh, uh, position. That's fine. You can write into us, or if you want to pr- to say uh, we we didn't go far enough. Either way, write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. It was nothing but spam calls this week, Dan. Oh, my God. China. It's Chinese. They were China is calling us. <laughs> we do not speak your language. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the call, though. Thanks for the call. Next week, we'll play one of them. Anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And also, while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a closed group, but we will let you in. Yes. Find us on Twitter as well. Yeah. I've been tweeting a little lately. Have you? Uh, yeah. It's at uh, TGIA Atheist. How fancy. I do it from time to time. Yeah. There you go. I can't promise a lot, but I, I, but I we're get there. there. We're there. there. Uh, hey, uh, thanks. <laughs> 
thanks so much. Speaking of our uh, social media, mm-hmm. to uh, to Mackenzie, congratulations on opening your new thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so much. She's she's the the person who does our Facebook page. Yeah. Thanks to Amy and Danny for their work on the members only lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club and also Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. Yes, indeed. And thank all of you for tuning in. We love you. Bye bye.